Hey guys, welcome to Let's Fucking Talk. I'm Lauren, and today I decided, <laughs> I mean, this timing, it's like you would think I squeeze her and make her meow on purpose at the beginning of every episode. Hi, Sage. Say hello. Anyways, I figured that this week's episode should be an episode that I've had in mind to do for a long time, but it's a sensitive topic, which I mean, I guess all my episodes are kind of sensitive topics, but um, this involves another person, and I'm always a little, I'm always extra cautious about speaking about other people. Obviously, I try not to use names, but um, I whatever i'm 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 thoughtful of other people and their experience so i'm just a little nervous but i think it's the perfect time to do it after last week's episode um i had referenced a best friend of mine that was really excited that i had gained weight and was really excited that i was um miserable with them and um that was definitely the beginning of the end of our friendship. <clears throat> and I think this is a really important topic because uh, myself, I've been, in, I've been this person and I know other people who have friendships in their lives and they don't serve a positive purpose and sometimes uh, you're friends with someone because because they're like family um, maybe they are literally family uh, maybe it's like your cousin that you were best friends with when you were little um, you know maybe it's just someone you've been friends with for years maybe it's a family friend whatever the reason might be there there's just sometimes friends that you have that if you really examined the connection you wouldn't have a good reason to stay in the connection and I've said it probably every fucking episode and I'm gonna say it again um the people you surround yourself with have more of an impact than you understand um and for those of you that are practicing self-awareness for those of you that monitor your energy around certain people, around certain situations, you will know that, like, if you're around the wrong person or someone who doesn't have um, good intentions or whatever it might be, it absolutely affects your physical, emotional, mental being. So, let's get into it. <sighs> I don't know how to start this. Let's start from the beginning. Me and this person actually had known each other since we were five years old. 
we went to the same small Catholic school. So, um, you know, there's, I mentioned this in the episode where I talked about Catholic school, but basically it was a school that was pre-K through eighth grade. And every single grade had two classes, 30 kids each class. So 60 kids per grade. So you, you know everyone in your grade. Like, you might not be close friends with them, but, like, you're essentially friends with everyone in your grade to some extent just because it's such a small group of people. So her and I, had I had been going there since kindergarten. I believe she went there since kindergarten, maybe even since pre-K. So we grew up together, and around middle school was when we actually started to become best friends like hanging out with each other outside of school and I'm trying to remember like how that happened I think I think this is the story it's the first one that comes to mind in seventh grade science class we sat next to each other and this person was as blind as a bat and, like, would never wear glasses. (laughs) So they had to copy my notes as I was writing them, and, like, obviously that just made us start talking, and then we, like, very quickly formed a super close friendship. Like, our parents probably wanted to choke us out. Like, we wanted to hang out every fucking day. We wanted to have sleepovers on weekdays. We wanted to do... We just wanted to be up each other's buttholes. And we just, like, got along really well. We had so much fun together. Um, I'm still, like, a little bit hyperactive, but when I was younger, I was, like, extremely hyper. But I was only like that with people I was really comfortable with, and I was able to be that with her. So we just always, we had so much fun. Like, if someone could have recorded us when we were little, you would have definitely not been shocked that later in life we'd have mental health issues. (laughs) because we were just wild little things but we had an amazing time all the time and like it was just so much love so much comfort and her and I were similar in the fact that we started to experience uh, mental health issues and had gone through our own struggles we went through very different struggles um but we were able to like connect on the fact that we felt a lot deeper than a lot of kids our age. So I really think that like I don't I don't know how to word this. So I'm making it sound weird, but like our mental health issues like brought us together in the beginning. Like I I really believe that's what made us so close in the beginning is because like we were both feeling things that like finally we felt like someone else understood because when you're 11 and 12 years old like You're not talking about, like, depression and things like that with other kids. So, whatever. Best friends forever. And uh, we literally became part of each other's family. My family loved her. Her family loved me. Um, Her family was very well off. And to this day, it's not something I forget. And to this day, I look forward to... A day where I'm in a position to at least offer them some kind of payback. They probably would never accept it. But 
Um, they did so much for me financially. They, they took me on every single vacation that they ever went on as a family. Like, it was a given that I would be part of it. And it, it was something that I'm always going to be thankful for. Like, um, she had a little sister, so I also got to, like, have a little sister because I'm an only child. And sometimes I took too much advantage of that and, like, I decided that I could be an asshole to her little sister because that's what sisters did. So, you know who you are and I'm sorry. <laughs> but, anyways, the closeness never stopped and, like, went through high school, it went through college, and it was one of those situations where if one of us went somewhere and the other one wasn't there... It was like, wait, where is she? Like, if you saw me without her, you were like, oh my god, wait, what happened? Where is she? Is she okay? And you're like, okay, we're, we're allowed to be separate for five seconds. Um, <laughs> but I do understand why everyone thought that way because we were literally connected at the hip. And to be very clear, I never got tired of her. I never was like, oh my god, every fucking day. No. Like, I wanted to be with that person all the time. Like, I just felt very understood. I felt very safe. Um, I felt that I could go through the things I was going through very openly, and I believe she felt the same way. Um, again, our struggles were never similar in the, in the things that we dealt with, necessarily. Um, but... They kind of resulted in the same things. Like, we both dealt with some anxiety. We both dealt with some depression. So we were able to kind of lean on each other for that and understand each other. And this is just someone who literally knew, like, every single story of my life from birth to, you know, that moment. Uh, they knew... It's just, like, so nice to have someone who knows literally every single thing about you. Because um, you never have to, like, explain yourself. You never, like, this person just fucking knows you. Like, knew all my personality traits. Knew, like, my moods. This is very important. Knew what to do with my moods. Like, we knew how to fucking handle each other. Because we were both very capable of having, uh, like, extreme lows and extreme highs just as individuals and we were very good at like knowing what to do in those moments with each other so I will tell you that I'm feeling like super emotional and I was not expecting that um I don't think I've literally ever cried about not being this person's friend since I made that decision so this podcast loves to do this shit to me. Like, I don't talk about stuff often, and then when I do, I'm like, oh, apparently I'm crying. Okay. So, my point is, <laughs> obviously... <sighs> wow, who knew? Obviously, you could see that I very much love this person. And... <clears throat> get it together, sister. So, I guess we'll kind of get into what ended up bringing us apart um because that's really where the lesson is for everyone who listens to this um because as you can see even though it 
is obviously something that hurt me then and apparently still hurts me now. Um, it was absolutely the right decision and like that's what I want to stress to you guys today. That's the whole point of this. This is not to bad talk anybody. This is to share a lesson with everyone that I learned. Um, okay, so the year that I lived in Fort Lauderdale that I have described as like one of the toughest years of my life. That's when I started taking the antidepressants. That's when I gained the weight. Meow, meow, meow. Okay. Um, I was also still in my very on and off relationship. And um, that's just going to be important to know for later. So just know that like in general, the entire year, like, every single part of my life was, like, a fucking stressful mess. And this same year, she also went through something really rough. Uh, she had, I don't know how, like, deep I want to get into her personal issues because it's not really my place, but to keep it short, she is someone who has always wanted to be in a romantic relationship and struggled to find that with somebody and she eventually did find it. I, uh, I'm gonna like guess the years. You guys know I'm like fucking terrible with remembering years and dates but let's say she started dating this somebody in like I don't know 2015 question mark I don't know she started dating somebody okay and initially I thought that this somebody was so magical and like such a good match for her long story short he was a piece of shit and I remember like kind of watching it unfold and I was like you're fucking kidding me like hi Thank you for saying your piece. I was so upset watching it happen because I was like, I know how much she has wanted this and how happy she was with him at one point. And again, I'm not trying to share people's personal business, but please know that this person, like, he wasn't just like, oh, kind of a shitty boyfriend. Like, he did really fucked up things and was a really fucked up individual. And I was so devastated for her that, this was her first relationship. This is the thing she had been waiting for, and this is how it fucking ended. Um, he was a liar. He was just uh, a fucking disaster. And I, I, again, me with time, I don't know. I think they were together for, like, about a year at least. And... Around the time they broke up was around the time that I was also deep in my own things. Dealing with um, the medication I was taking. Dealing with my own extremely tough relationship. Um, dealing with a fucking job that I was trying to get out of. That I just like, I was having a really hard time finding a new job. And I was like stuck at this job. It was just rough. So... What started happening, so I was in South Florida, <clears throat> and she was living in Orlando dating this man's, and when 
they broke up was when she moved back down to South Florida. So we had been like living in separate places, which was so devastating for us because, you know, we like to be together 24 seven, but trust we did like plenty of visits and we talked 43 times a day, but still we were like so excited to be back in the same place. And it was very obvious that she was, she reached a new level that I hadn't even seen her at before because this person hurt her so badly. And when I've shared this story with people close to me, what I always say is, crazy is my specialty. It does not make me uncomfortable. People at their lowest point does not make me uncomfortable. If you're crying, if you're screaming, if you're throwing things across the room, if you're at your maximum meltdown, like, I can handle that. I, I've said this in previous episodes, like, I think the reason people feel comfortable with me is because I'm not reactive. Um... I just make people feel like they can go all out in whatever way that means for them at the moment. And I'm just there and like I'm just supportive and I try to make you feel understood. I like I just try to be as supportive as possible. So someone being, and I don't like this word to begin with, but let's just say it, quote unquote crazy. I'm fine with that. That doesn't scare me. That doesn't push me away. I fucking got this shit. Once someone starts acting crazy, I think I step up, I become a better friend because I'm like, oh, I know what to do with this. You know, crazy knows crazy. Like, I, I'm fucking crazy, so I got you. Like, I understand everything you're feeling. So, she was definitely struggling and definitely having a lot of moments that other people would probably find very hard to deal with. But, again... I knew her better than anyone, and I was also just somebody who's good at being in these situations and helping someone through them. So, I want to be very clear that it's not that someone was struggling and I was like, ew, yucky, this is like too much, and then I left. Like, that's not how this story went. I did my best, we had many conversations, and the my hypothesis of the situation is this the person she had been dating ended up being a huge fucking liar a liar like like a sh- like to a shocking level and my best friend at the time had she's she was her entire life someone who like, prided herself on the fact that she had, like, a good kind of bullshit detector. Like, she knew when people were lying. She knew when people were shitty. And I think on a really fundamental level of, like, when someone makes you question your intuition, if it's ever happened to you, you know how fucked up that is. And if it hasn't happened to you, please know it, like, really rocks your entire universe when someone plays you to that level where like you thought you knew something and then they show you the opposite isn't even the right word like it's more than the opposite so I think she was very shaken by the level to which 
she misread this person, which we all did, to be clear. I was his number one fan, okay? So, um, and I think when that happened, she reached a new level of pain that I hadn't yet seen, um, but I definitely didn't think that there was any level of her that I could not handle or that we could not, like, help her through. Um, but what started happening is I think she started to take out her mistrust for that guy on everybody else. And it got, like, it got very draining. Um, it was, like, I don't want to be over dramatic, but, like, it was, like, a form of emotional abuse for me. Um, and it was disturbing to watch for the, like, because she was acting out towards other people in her life as well, not just myself. But it was this new thing where she started to think that everybody was a liar. And I, I always tried to, like, analyze why people are doing things because it helps me to deal with it and to not take it personally so I very quickly recognized the pattern and I was like oh okay I see it I understand it so because I saw that right away I it started off with one conversation where something happened (coughs) and it was something to the effect of like I had told her Hey, maybe next weekend we can go to the beach. And then when next weekend came, I didn't want to go to the beach. And she totally lost it on me and kept saying that I was a liar. And I'm like, wait, what? Like, changing your mind or changing plans, like, that's not lying. Like, if anything, you could tell me, like, hey, bitch, you told me last weekend you wanted to go. Like, okay, fine. But then I'm a liar? Like, ugh. That's just, like, not the right label for the situation. And so that, again, you know, time is weird and, like, memories are not super clear. But something like that happened. And it started this, she started to argue with me in a way that she had never argued with me. Where she was literally sending paragraphs and paragraphs and paragraphs to my phone all day. Just ripping on me, going in on me, telling me why I'm a liar. And I'm like, whoa. And again, instead of getting mad or defensive or taking it personally, I knew what I was seeing. So on that first occasion, I drove straight to her house after work. And I sat on her bed and I stared her in the face. And I was like, hello, it's me. Like, you've known me since I was... You've known me since I was five. You've been my best friend since we were 11 or 12. I've never been a liar before. Why would you think that suddenly I am a liar? I'm like, please, (coughs) excuse me, please try your hardest to see that you're projecting other people's things onto me. And we had a great conversation. And I gave her like a little like, a lifeline she could use where, obviously, I understood the struggle she was going through and I understood why. So I told her, if that feeling comes up for you again where you think I'm lying, don't fight with me. Don't send me paragraphs. 
literally call me or text me and say, I'm having that feeling. I feel like you're being dishonest about something. And then let's talk about it. She was like, okay, beautiful conversation. Great. Okay. Long story short, this went on for weeks. Multiple fights. And then multiple good conversations. And then back to the fighting. And then good conversations. And part of it included the uh, the person that I was on and off with. Um, you know, as you do when you're on and off with someone. Sometimes you're on and sometimes you're off. And there were times where I would tell my friend... Uh, you know, we're just trying to work on being friends right now, whatever the case was with me and my relationship. And then as it goes, you know, like a week later, I'd be like, we're trying things out again. He's going to come over, blah, blah, blah. And she would implode again that I'm lying. I'm a liar. And I'm like, dude, like I'm having my own serious fucked up struggle like being on and off with someone is not enjoyable it's actually one of the more draining things I have literally ever been through in my life so I'm sitting here with my own struggle and then I have to worry about how you're interpreting it and like your judgment of it and then I'm a liar like (laughs) it was so much and again this went on for a few weeks and one day I (coughs) woke up you know, like, I don't know if any of you have ever felt this. It usually happens in romantic relationships, but me and her had such an intense friendship that she could trigger me in certain ways that, like, a normal friend couldn't. But if you've ever gotten that feeling where you wake up in the morning and the first thing you see is a huge paragraph from someone that you know is starting a fight with you, and, like, you just get fucking sick to your stomach, and you're just like, fuck. So I woke up to that text and literally at 6 30 a.m. or whatever the motherfucking time it was, I said, you know what? I said, I need to take a step back from this friendship. It like, I'm throwing in the towel. It is too much. (coughs) I was busy. Sorry. I don't know why I'm coughing. Maybe it's coronavirus. Like who knows? But anyways, it was just I was going through so much personally and then I was trying to carry her stuff and she was giving me like no middle ground like no it just really sucked and you know I had I dealt with so much guilt immediately after because I started thinking like wow am I leaving her like during a hard time just because like it's a hard time and like it's a a burden. So that's kind of where the lesson starts uh, of all of this story for you guys. Um, let, let me just finish up the part of me and her so we can get into the today's lesson. But um, so I had texted her that and immediately afterwards I called her mom. This was literally 7 a.m. and her mom was asleep. I was like, I'm so sorry to wake you up. But, like, we were so much, like, a family. And I always, like, still to this day feel like I owe her family so much that it was, like, compounded guilt, like, of me ending this friendship. So, 
I called her mom at 7 a.m. And I was like, good morning, sorry to wake you up, but, like, this is what happened. She's going to tell you about it. I said, but she's going to tell you about it in a different way. I knew the place she was in. I knew I was going to be at fault. I'm open to the idea that she still blames me, and that's okay. That's a sign of a lack of growth. But everyone has their path and their time, and that is fine. Um, But I wanted to tell her mom, you're going to hear a different version. This is my version. Um, And I was like, it's too much. And I told her mom, I highly suggest that instead of being like overly supportive of her I highly recommend you give her some tough love and actually try to help her because she needs help right now she needs help literally and I cannot provide it like I'm fucking dying over here because of my own stuff like I cannot do it anymore um you know a lot of times parents I mean it's gonna be it's gonna be my hardest challenge when I'm a parent I already know that um I think parents sometimes obviously you want to love your kid like to the maximum potential and give them everything under the sun but I think doing that to a certain extent is a huge disservice and the one thing I'm always grateful for about my mom is that she never let me be a victim. If I went to my mom and said, me and so-and-so got in a fight, my mom would ask questions. My mom would tell me the parts where I was fucked up, the parts where the other person was fucked up. So I think that's how I got to be a person that could see multiple perspectives. And I think in this situation, my friend's mom, she's literally, as a person, a fucking saint angel baby. And I think she had a very hard time uh, setting boundaries for herself and for her daughter, my friend. Um, And instead of ever being, like, real with her and giving her some tough love, she kind of always caved to, like, oh, my God, poor you. Your friends are so mean to you. And, like, that's not helpful, and it wasn't true. And I hope at this point... There has been growth and evolution and conversation because it's actually, like, a huge hindrance for you to think that you're a victim of something and that everyone was mean to you. Like, that that's, like, hard to carry. Like, like to think that everyone turned their back on you. Like, it would be more to your benefit that you're able to see your own faults and stuff so that, like, you gain control... When you accept your faults and things and your role in the way certain things played out in your life. That's my personal opinion. Um, So I'll never forget this particular line. I, when I had texted her saying, you know what, this is literally the last attacking text that I'm going to receive from you. um, I said something to the effect of, I can't have people in my life that don't serve me. And I'll never forget what she said back. Because it was, 
it was my confirmation that I was making the right decision and that this person was very far off from the place that I was on my way to. She said, if you're going to get rid of everyone who doesn't serve you, you're going to be really lonely. And I was like, oh, wow, you, you really don't get it. Sage, I mean, either come in or out of the closet and stop meowing. It's just too much. So anyway, so she said that. And I was like, oh, this person is so far beyond me explaining anything, me helping. Like, this is for sure my time to step back, and I can't feel guilty about it. Now, if anyone is listening to this and agrees with her and thinks, ew, what the hell does that mean? They don't serve you. I don't mean that I need my friends to lick my toes and bring me Tootsie Rolls in the middle of the day. I don't mean serve me in that way. I mean anything that does not serve you in your life. If it doesn't make you better, if it doesn't make you happier, it has to fucking go. It could be a job, it could be a friendship, it could be a relationship, it could be whatever. So the fact that this person couldn't understand that the people that you surround yourself with should be giving and providing you something positive in your life, I couldn't even stick around to explain myself. I'm pretty sure I never answered that text. Like, I'm pretty sure that was the end of the conversation. And... uh, It was just so strange that that's the way a... 12-year friendship had ended. Um, Because I think now it's been... Huh. Hmm... Almost four years. I don't know. That's crazy. I think it's been that long. I'm not sure. Um, but I think the problem that a lot of people, including myself, deal with is that we have a lot of problems with boundary setting and we think that this idea of being selfless makes you a hero. And I'm here to tell you it doesn't. And the older I get and the more that I learn, the more someone uh, self-proclaims being selfless and being the person that will say yes to anyone and drop anything for anyone. I know what kind of person you are. I'm not impressed. You lack boundaries. You are probably drained to shit of all of your energy. Um... And you're very likely someone who plays the victim role very often in your life. And I've been that person. And trust me, it's so much more admirable when you have boundaries, when you can say no to people, when when you know how to self-preserve your energy and your time and you don't let people walk all over you and fucking suck you dry of everything you have. Um, And I think sometimes people like me 
and the decisions that I've made with connections in my life can come off really harsh or unkind. Um, but what it really is, is me being kind to myself. And if you don't think that's important, and if you think everyone else should come before you, your life probably shows that. Uh, you probably have a lot of confusing connections, negative connections, uh, or just connections that literally do nothing for you. Um, something that I have thought about a lot and that I thought about at the time when I ended our friendship was if, and I, you, if you're listening to this, do this with, do this in your mind with all the people you're closest to. Um, Again, so many of us are in friendships or connections just because it's been a long time. Like, you've known them since you were three or whatever the fuck the story is. If you met this person today, brand new, never met him. You just met him today. And you're who you are right now. And they're who they are right now. What would you think of them? And at the time, her and I were so all of a sudden, like, it happened very quickly, like, I was trying so fucking hard to, like, save myself and get out of the place that I was in, that even though I was struggling, I was growing a lot and taking a lot of accountability and being, like, brutally honest with myself and my behavior, and she kind of went the opposite route because of the pain she was in, and all of a sudden, it was like, if I met her today, as a brand new person, I'd be like, Oh, yikes. I would not become best friends with her. That's the fucking truth. And it's horribly sad. And it obviously, like I expressed in the beginning of this, it is obviously, apparently, just found out, still makes me emotional. Um, I lost someone who literally knew everything about me, who I felt most comfortable with out of anyone in my entire life. Like, I lost something huge. I, I also lost an entire family, which is a, for another day and another episode, is a very triggering thing for me because I've lost multiple families in my life, but different topic. Um, but I lost a family, and by no means was it easy, or did it make me, like, super happy. But the one thing that I can tell you guys is that a lightness came into my life when that connection was cut off and it's it nothing is permanent if you are thinking of someone in your life that needs to be cut out my true belief because so many people who know the same people who would ask where she was if I showed up by myself to this day four years later ask me you guys are gonna be friends again right when are you guys gonna be friends again and I am open to the idea without a doubt. But what I always say is, I will know when they are in a place, when she is in a place, to be in a kind of, in the kind of friendships that I've now created for myself. The friendships that I have now, especially my three best girlfriends, there is no toxicity, no negativity. There is only honesty, accountability. 
We have tough conversations. We have real conversations. Um, There is no selflessness, pity party, victim. No. When someone's wrong, they're wrong. When someone, you know, messes up, they apologize. Period. And if... (coughs) Excuse me. If... I've always said that if she ever tried to return, I would know by the way she spoke, and I would know by the way she tried to return into my life, that she was in the right place. And until then, that is not a a road I'm going to go down, because at the end of the day, um, I do know that because we have such like a baseline comfortability that we could easily go back into being friends if we both decided that's what we wanted, but I don't have any more room for the for the negativity that used to be present. Um, I think for a long time, her and I were both guilty of that, like, misery loves company feeling. Um, That's not where I'm at anymore. I don't want my misery, and I don't want your misery. I don't want anything. I don't want any kind of misery. Um, I want uplifting and healing connections. And... I can think of people in my life who have friendships where it's not really my place. Like, I'm not going to sit here and interview my friends and be like, hey, what does that friend bring to you? Like, that's not my job. But if I, if in a hypothetical world, I were to ask them, seriously, what is, what is your friendship? What does it do for you? What do you do for them? I'm almost sure I'd get a lot of blank stares and a lot of like, well, they're fun. Okay, let me tell you guys something. There's a bunch of people who are fun. Perfect example, girls, when we go to the bathroom when we're drunk, tell me you don't leave the bathroom with six new friends because they're so fun. They're so fun. Okay, but really, okay, but besides that, what else? And for a long time, especially I think when you're younger, you have a a lot more friends and it's okay that they're not all like deep connections because some friends are just friends that you have fun with. And the older I've gotten, it's definitely still okay to have varying types of connections with people. Like not every single person is going to be this deep soul connection that you're friends with. But if really the only thing you can come up with is they're fun to go out with, Like, get a dog, I don't know, do something. But having, I think I said this in my very, very first episode. Anyone that you consider, an acquaintance even, you have, picture your physical body, you have strings coming out of you. And those strings attach to every single person that you are in any form connected to. And those strings, they are strings of energy. So if you have people in your life that you don't know what the fuck their purpose is really, and they only come around when they need something, and they don't give you anything, it's not an equal exchange of energy, I promise you, even if you don't think about them often, or you don't think about the connection often, it's it's taking something of you, always. So... 
this idea of like being the hero that collects hurt people or having a bunch of friends that like they're just fun but like you wouldn't trust them as far as you can throw them like that's so ill and I've come across a friend group more than one but I'm thinking of one (laughs) where like it is a bunch of them like there's a lot of them but there's all this drama within it there's all these people that secretly don't like each other or and it's just like okay so you get to have 35 people at your birthday party so that's fun but like are they all super genuine connections can you trust every person there like I I don't know I guess some people value quality over quantity I'm the person that has like four people at my birthday dinner but I have so much fun and I leave so filled with love and joy that I could float into the sky. So that's just me. Like, I I don't know. I don't, I've just become very selective about connections because I, I learned how much they can hinder you, how much they can drain you. Um, and the most important thing is that your connections can either like propel you to grow or hold you back from growing. And there's kind of only those two options. Like if they're not helping you grow, they're holding you from growth, period. Like there's no really like neutral state of being. Um, so that's basically my story of a, of a best friend breakup. Um, they are super difficult, but I just, after I removed myself from the situation and saw my path and I saw her path, um, I'm comfortable with the decision I made and I can just see how some of the people that I love the most in life are still being held back by certain people and are still dealing with feelings of, like, feeling guilty about ending a friendship, or, like, feeling guilty about being honest with their friend, and, like, it's just, life is so short, and we're getting older, and, like, there's just no time for bullshit, and I've said this previously, like, connections in your life, they're, like, accessories, So the same way you would pick out a purse or earrings or necklaces, like you ain't gonna go to Macy's and pick bags and earrings and necklaces that you think are fucking ugly. So why are you keeping around human accessories that don't make your life better? It just doesn't make any sense. And, you know, it doesn't always have to be like you don't have to always have a serious conversation with someone where you say this friendship has to end but you have to do what you have to do for yourself and if you slowly start to remove connections that's what you have to do and please don't forget that your friendships and the people that you call your friends are a reflection of yourself there's a popular phrase in spanish that says if you tell me who your friends are i'll tell you who you are And I take everything, you know, I I try to make everything 
more logical and like I don't think that's 100% true 100% of the time um but it's mostly true (laughs) so if you are friends with people who are doing things that you don't align with and that you wouldn't do and that you don't think are great like that's already your first sign that maybe you need some distance um I'll go out on a limb and say this because I'm thinking it. Guys, in particular, boyfriends, um, boyfriends who have friends that are cheaters, that are just fucking gross guys that are supposedly in relationships but constantly talking about fucking other people or they're the people who are almost 30 years old that are still going clubbing every weekend until God knows what time. If you are a a man and someone's partner, that's a reflection of you. Those guys are a reflection of you. Um, I think guys more than girls, like, will keep friends around that are pure trash because they've known them since they were, eh. Um, I don't give a fuck. And it's a bad look on you. And at the end of the day, if I'm seeing a guy's friends act a certain way, sorry, but I would be naive to think that you aren't doing the same things. So, girls and guys, if your friends are not a reflection of you, reevaluate. And this is something that we should do constantly. We are, hopefully, growing constantly and we're growing so often and hopefully we're growing in amazing and impactful ways so in life you're gonna you're gonna have to constantly reevaluate who's around you and I I definitely don't think it's not worth a conversation if you're if someone who you seriously love who's been your friend forever seems to be kind of going down a different path or seems to be struggling I don't, I'm not the person who ever says, like, tell them to fuck off and disappear. Like, no. Definitely try to have a conversation because if you could help someone out on their journey and you can be their little push, like, hell yeah, do that. But if after some attempts to heal the friendship, to figure out what's going on, it's still the same thing, then that's when it's time to go. So, Let's see, how long have I been talking? Oh my god, 50 minutes. Also, I think my air is broken. It's like hot as fuck in my closet. So, uh, it's time to go. It's time to wrap it up. I hope you guys enjoyed. As always, if you have any questions, if you want advice, if you are struggling with certain friendships, please message me. Obviously, it will stay between us. I would love to hear your stories and hear your struggles like my favorite part of the week every week is after I release an episode those of you who come to me and say oh my god I love what you said because I've been through xyz like I love hearing your story so please like some of you will be like sorry I said all that like no bitch tell me more (laughs) I love to hear your stories um if you can relate if you can't relate if you whatever it is I would love to hear it So that's it, guys. We will talk soon.